Well, I'm going to jump right in. I did promise I'm going to try to be brief, and I'm going to try to just get to where we need to go. But I do believe the Lord wants to encourage us today as we continue through our God Is series. And if you're just joining us, we've spent the last, now this is our third week on this topic in this title, God Is, looking at the 23rd Psalm and asking what is this God or who is this God that King David, who wrote Psalm 23, is trying to get us to see. In the first week we said this, that when he began the whole thing, he called the Lord is my shepherd. And we said that basically that is a term of endearment and that is a term of God's goodness. And we said, so when you come to understanding God, first and foremost, you need to understand this. God is good. Yeah, all the time. Some of you old church people know that. God is good. And all the time. Yeah, and God isn't just good. God is God. And we talked about that last week, how we, we, we said that uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me inside still waters. He restores my soul and he sets me on the path of righteousness. And we said, it's all unto his glory. It's for his name's sake that God has created you from his glory. He sustains you with his glory and it goes back unto his glory. And that is the design of human and all of creation life. That is God's plan. That's how he created everything, that we exist by and for his glory. So when we get thinking about God, it's important we first and foremost understand God is good. But secondly, and right with it, that God is God and you are not. We talked about cats and dogs. Anybody remember that? We are the dog. That you're awesome. And the world does not revolve around me. But then today, as we jump into this, it's, it's almost as though, like, everything's going great. It's like green pastures and still waters, and I'm just the dog loving the shepherd, and this is great. And then it just takes this, like, stark turn. And if you're into, like, language, and you're, you're, you're into poems, and you're into word structures, this amazing, like, contrast just comes out of nowhere and, and can hit you in the face. It says this in verse 4. It says, after he says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, leave me beside, beside still waters. He restores my soul. He sets me on the right path for his name's sake. And then it says this, and even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, say what? Everything was so good. Everything was all green and rosy and still waters. And I'm just a happy sheep frolicking through the field. Like everything was so awesome. And then all of a sudden it's like just pump the brakes. And now I'm in the valley of the shadow of death. You don't have to be an English major to get the analogy there. Correct? Like, you know, I'm not book smart. You understand that. What's he talking about? He's talking about the dark places. The places of darkness, of despair, of death, the valley. What's the valley? It's the low places. David totally just blows the whole thing up. It was going so good, and now it's so, whoa. Valley of the shadow of death. I think it's important before we go on. This isn't the point of my message, but David sure dispels the myth. And some of you have heard this from some Christian circles, that you follow Jesus and you follow the shepherd, and there's no valleys anymore. There's no darkness. Not true. And whoever told you that, that's not the whole truth. That's not the whole gospel says, he leads me even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I'll fear no evil for you're with me. You, you know what he's talking about? You ever been in the valley? Ever been in the shadows? Anybody being honest in church? Seven people been in the valleys. Okay, you go home. Uh, the rest of us have been through some stuff. We'll stay here. Yeah, we've all been through. Listen, every, time, every week I preach. And you come in from different things all week long. Some of you are in different stages of life. Some of you are in different seasons. Some of you experience different things all week. And so i got to spend 
10 minutes, sometimes 15 minutes, just getting us on the same page so we're postured to hear what it is God wants us. But today, when I get talking about this, when we come to this issue of the valley of the shadow of death, every one of us knows exactly what that is. Every one of us knows what that dark feeling is. Every one of us knows what that low, desolate place is. Because why? If you've lived more than five years in this world, you've seen that the world is a dark place. And there are difficult things and seasons and issues that we go through. And in fact, if you don't come to understand what David shows us today, and I believe he's going to bring some people some connections and some victory, but if you don't get this, this world can be a very dark place and we can just, frankly, live our whole lives there. Like for some of you, I'm describing your life. Not just a season, like every day I live in the valley of the shadow of death. Some of you, you live in the shadow of fear of rejection. You're just constantly fear that, that no one likes you. And so-and-so said this about you. And so all the time you're just fearing rejection. Some of you fear, fear failure. Some of you fear loss and, and difficulty and trial and sorrow. Listen, anxiety and depression and despair have never been such a universal issue as they are today. Am I right? Like, if you look at the statistics, the statistics are mind-blowing about people dealing with depression, despair, anxiety, hopelessness, and suicide. And all of those things do root themselves back into this whole concept of fear, the fact that I live in a world of shadows. I live in a world of valleys. Isn't our whole world, like, built on fear? Like, think of, you ever think about it this way? Like, you're just watching TV, and everything on TV, it's, if it's a commercial, what are, they, what are they using? They're using subtle fear, fear of missing out. Eat, sleep, and drive a Toyota or your life sucks, right? Like, isn't that, isn't that what that is? Like, you're missing out if you don't have our product. Oh, crap, right? Or, or, or if you watch the news, like, how... How, honestly, good news comes across quirky now, doesn't it? It's like it's quirky. Hey, I'm just down here at the puppy, puppy-a-thon, and we're looking at these puppies having races around the track. It's so fun. Like, we're like, this is so dumb. Because that's not news. We've been accustomed to the fact that news is bad news. Breaking news. Like, everything is breaking news. Everything is terror alert, right? Like, isn't that the world we live on? And then, and then commercials roll after that. Well, because of breaking news, now I've got to, like, feed those fears and try to medicate. Anybody know what I'm talking about or it's just me? You're like, dude, you need help. Yeah, like, we just live in this world that's, like, it's dark. It's dark. There are deep, dark valleys. And I'll tell you something. It's not just the world we live in, but that's stuff we go through. Marriage can be dark. Parenting can be dark. Work can be dark. Health can be dark. There are so many valleys in this world. Amen? Not amen. Don't let it be, but there are. We agree? And so David says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, it's like, it's like it just shifts. And it goes from green pastures to dark valleys. You ever been through a valley? You know that's true too. Instantaneous, you can go from green pastures to dark valley, can't you? Like one phone call and all of a sudden everything changes. You know, one thing you find out about your spouse and everything just changed like that. One doctor's report, everything changed.